everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Twist, Turns, and One-Liners. Our movie this week uh, is the the movie Booksmart from 2019. Directed by Olivia Wilde. And what happens? It's uh, a couple, couple straight-A, tight-laced high school Gals. students <laughs> about a, a day away from graduating high school um, realize that they didn't do a lot of outwardly social things mm-hmm. during their time in high school, and they're realizing that everyone around them is also we're also able to succeed while also doing those things. So in an attempt to kind of give a last huzzah before they go to college, they try to keep up with the party scene. Yeah, that was good. That was a good recap. Yeah, um, I think the first thing that I would say that I thought was cool was that um, I'm pretty sure uh, I, I want to double check myself because I swear I just saw it. Will Farrell was a producer. Yeah, and Adam McKay too. I don't know who that is, but he's I like his movies. Yeah, that's cool. I I I should start by saying that um so obviously if you guys listened to the last week's episode, we talked about how Abby had also recommended Booksmart, I believe. I think that mm-hmm. was on the podcast. Yeah, she yeah, she, we were in we were talking about whether we were spinning or picking, oh, and she right. said we should pick Booksmart, but yeah. we landed on spinning, and we ended up spinning it anyway. Right. So, Abby had recommended it, and so I knew I wanted to watch it at some point. I just thought it would be a drama. I didn't really know it was a comedy, but maybe like a mix, which I guess it kind of was. Yeah, all all comedies like this have that, like, have that underbelly re- that, they have that realization <laughs> moment in the climax of the movie like that's kind of like the turnaround that's like the on the d- way down at the end of the movie they get up to the top and then at the top there's some blow up that like makes everybody pissed off or sad and then there's the reconciling at the like you know right after right that's pretty par for the course right so that was kind of drama but i didn't really know it was going to be a silly goofy commie c- commie <laughs> comedy um I would say first off the bat, this movie really reminded me of The Duff. Have you seen The Duff? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's, um, to give a recap to anyone who hasn't seen it, it's basically this same setting, like a high school girl who has two best friends who are like the hot, smart ones that everyone wants to date. And then she's just kind of known as their side piece i guess like she's just like their sidekick who's supposed to help get them dates with the hot popular guys and basically at one point someone in the movie calls her a duff and that stands for designated ugly fat friend and then she basically goes on this whole journey being like i'm not the duff horrible label i can be whoever the fuck i want blah 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 but it's she reminds me a lot of molly like the girl in the duff i think her name is bianca the 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 character the actress is mae whitman and they kind of look similar um but they both play that molly like talks really fast and has a lot to say and that's kind of similar to Bianca except Bianca's a little bit more precise in what she says but they're both that awkward like their personality just seems awkward mixed between awkward and a shake shaked shaken shaken up bottle of soda that's just bursting with energy you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's what i was just thinking right off the bat is they seem very similar i think booksmart was probably better but i did really enjoy the duff when i saw it in theaters and i have it on dvd because i loved it so much <laughs> so that one's also pretty good it had a good message this one i feel less certain on what the exact message was i guess it's more have more fun in high school maybe <laughs> or you could still I achieve what you want and have I, fun i think yeah i think it's i think it's i think it's one of those things it's um don't 
don't assume you know what everybody's got going on. Yeah. Cuz I think that was I think that was the main thing going around is everybody has their everyone has their impression on of what how everybody is mm-hmm. based on how they their interactions with them when in reality they mostly every character was completely different. Right. Than how they out how they're like you know their brief exchanges are with them. Yeah. Like her, like, uh, Molly. Uh, yeah. She, like her whole thing is like all these people are, you know, dumb fuckheads because they party and drink and mm-hmm. do stupid shit. But in reality, they aren't dumb dumbs there. That realization in early on in the movie, when she goes around to everybody, where are you going to school? Where are you going to school? And they're all going to really high mm-hmm. prestigious schools i this is not my favorite quote but it is a quote i remembered because it pissed me off (laughs) was the scene in the bathroom where they're making fun of molly those two guys and that one girl Mm -hmm. and then she comes out and is trying to trying to flex like oh but i'm going to this really good school like uh yeah so are are we and then the one girl says something oh i think molly says well i just cared a lot about school i get basically the other girl says basically the other girl says we just didn't we just didn't only care about school making fun of the fact that they got to do both and that just pissed me off because it felt personal (laughs) (laughs) That one, it feels like a relatable attack that someone would have probably said to me when I was in high school. Because, I mean, for anyone who knows me, which is most people who listen to our podcast, is I was kind of like Molly and Amy in the sense where I was a very careful child and really followed the rules and worked really hard. To get good grades, so I didn't partake in, you know. Social debauchery. Yeah, because I was social, but not that way. You know, I wasn't partying that Mm -hmm. much. I think I went to a few parties, but not really that many. So. Yeah, the the whole, like, party thing in movies, I think, (laughs) obviously... It it all depends on where you're where you're located and how accurate it may look or seem or whatever. But I think that a big thing with a lot of these a lot of these movies is they they live in cities and the schools are huge. So like when there's these you know these big parties going on, it's because there's a huge much larger pool to choose from. Whereas like where we went to school, you know our class sizes were under a hundred. Right. So, like, any of the parties happening are going to be, like, you know, maybe a class above or below and, like, eight to ten people from each each class. Yeah. Like, at most. They're not, like, huge, like, blowouts. Like, there were were two blowout parties. (laughs) the, The murder mystery wasn't quite a blowout. That was a very sustainable number of people. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they always make parties look so much cooler in movies, which is part of the lore. Is that the right word? Part of the lore of movies? Like... I meant... Allure? (laughs) Yeah, fuck. Got it. (laughs) Sorry. I meant the allure. That's going to come back to bite me. Someone's going to listen to this and be like, Carla, you idiot. Um, Anyway. Words. Part of the allure of um, movies is you want to be able to see really rich, fancy stuff sometimes maybe but they're always so unrealistic maybe they're realistic if you go to a big fancy school where you come from a community of money but that's such a small part of the population yeah i think too the excuse me the the more unrealistic thing for me with the parties that always happen is everybody just straight up vibing and having a good time you're not like any granted again we haven't been in that particular situation but even even up at call up in college and stuff it's like you go to these parties and maybe like a handful of the people there are having a really great carefree time 
And then the another handful are like sitting there like pissed off or bitching or like <laughs> hating that people are having fun or they're too worried about the music mm-hmm. or whatever, that kind of stupid stuff that never shows that part of it, which obviously right. it's not going to. That's the point. The whole point is the party is the place they want to be. Right. So they have to make it look like a place they want to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, <laughs> this is a little bit of hometown, hometown tea for you. So, and maybe you've heard this before from one of my siblings, but basically there was this place near where I grew up that was called The Lot. And it was, I don't know if it was, I'm not sure if it was a building or more of just a field or both where people would go to party and it was someone's property that Mm -hmm. they would always host parties. And (laughs) one of my friends, when I was younger, we were probably like 15, 16 and my brother would have been 21. One, my brother was there and he ran into one of my friends and she went up to, she went up to my brother and said, Please don't tell Carla that you saw me here. Uh, there's no way she's listening to our podcast. But um, <laughs> if you are, shout out. But um, she went up and said that. And then Jake didn't say anything. My brother didn't say anything. What a loyal, <laughs> loyal guy. And then later she told me that she did that. And then I went up and I was like, I can't believe you never told me that. And he was like, she asked me not to. And I was yeah. like, okay. But that was like the place to be. And if you got invited when you were younger that was like a really big deal right of passage sort of thing right i never went so i'm not i can't say what it was but that was the place to be yeah and so such a country hick thing yeah that it's in a field no i mean it makes sense because like usually those places are like not just off somebody's driveway you know you gotta go like and and those places are you know, not unbustable, but they're not going to, you're not going to. You're a little more hidden. Right. Yeah. Nobody, like, the only time that those situations get go bad is when kids start driving, like, yeah. afterwards. But, like, other than that, like, it's, it's pretty, I'm air quoting, pretty relatively safe way to do it. But Both. we don't, but we don't condone it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say, well. I feel like it's not, you can say it. I mean, we're not, it's not like we're sponsored or anything, so who cares? But like, did you partake in that stuff in high school? No, no, I didn't. Like I, the only time I had done anything like that would have been like, would have been the summer before my senior year only once or twice. Yeah. Well, I feel that that's the age that thing, you start to just get aware of what, people are do like because there's always in your in your grade or class there's always like a group of people that were doing it really really young Mm -hmm. for me i knew a group of people in my class who started drinking when they were 13 Mm -hmm. and then you got most people who gradually get into it at like 16 17 Mm -hmm. and then i'd say by the time you're 18 if you haven't done it it's kind of considered I would say like it's not a little surprising if you haven't. Yeah, it's not it's not essential obviously because there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of people who don't. Yeah. For um, sure. But I do feel like that was the measure of cool when you're in high school. Yeah. It shouldn't be, but it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean it just depends. It just depends on the on the people, right? Yeah. I shouldn't have been hanging around a crowd that thought that yeah, I didn't really, I didn't hang out with the party type. Yeah. Like we were all, excuse me, all relatively good students and yeah. got decent grades. And So anyway, back to the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked that setting of the scene where she realized that um, it, it was pretty funny to see Molly was really determined to get to the party with Nick that Nick was throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they just really, really could not get there. And 
was it first they went to the the yacht party? That was first. Yeah, because they called uh, they called Jared to get a ride. Yeah, and he took them to that party instead. And they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, which at first I was like, "Why are they hating on this? This party looks cool." <laughs> and then she did bring up a good point where she was like, "You can't buy people's friendship." But why was no one going there? I would just go for the free shit. <laughs> it's. I think it's one of those things where the guy is just kind of. This is such a stupid word, but I'm pretty sure it's brought up in movies like this. Social suicide sort of a thing. Like, oh. they don't want to go. That's He's a dork. Like, why? Are, we don't want to go to the dork's party. Yeah, but he's party. a rich dork. Yeah, but the other guy's in a mansion, like, partying in a mansion. So it's kind of the same That's thing. That's true. But, yeah, and the Gigi girl, when she first came on screen, she, you know, it was... I thought she was going to be the stereotypical bitch character with Jared as her little boyfriend who does everything for her but she ended up being more of a a ditzy character she's like the she's the free spirit do whatever the fuck i want yeah yeah and (laughs) it was pretty funny when she at the yacht party she just yeeted herself off into the ocean but then somehow showed up again later at the murder mystery party just yeah participating one of those, yeah, th- those characters are always pretty funny mm-hmm. because they're, they're just so weird. It's like, what? The writers were just in the room thinking, what's the weirdest shit we can write down for her to say? Yeah, my only, like, and I'll bring this up later too, but that, like, of all the of all the people in this movie, like, I don't know, I'm assuming sh- she was in their class, right? Yeah, because she was, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the one kid, they said he was 20, and it, because he had, hadn't graduated, mm-hmm. the guy that Miss Fine hooked up with. Oh, Argyle from Stranger Things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, Billy Lord is not a very, at, at the time, at the time for sure, like, I shouldn't say for sure, but at the time, 2019, a few years ago, she wasn't a very convincing high schooler. Mostly, oh, she's that's Billy Lord. So she's Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah, mostly Dang, everyone else fit pretty well. They look the part pretty well. Yeah, she did. She did look kind of old. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I think she's got two kids. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think like everyone in this movie is right around my age. I like see. either. A year ahead, a year ahead, or a year behind, or a couple years behind. Yeah, she's like a few years ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not that it matters, but right. Well, I feel it's interesting to see a movie that took place before another movie that you saw the act like an actor in so the guy who plays nick uh mason gooding is his name uh i know him from the new scream movies mm-hmm. but those the those didn't come out and until after this book smart movie mm-hmm. so here i am thinking he's going to be a big character because he's coming off the success of Scream. <laughs> but then I had to remember, oh, this came up before it. So he was probably still more of a no-name actor. Not that he's super big now, but a little bit more fame with Scream. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, skipping ahead, that was a real, real gut punch to both Molly and Amy. Oh, yeah. When their Amy's, their crushes, yeah. yeah. Um, do you know who Chelsea Kane is? Nope, not off the top of my head. She, I'm trying to think what you'd know her from. She was down in a lot of like Disney Channel stuff, so probably not much you would know. But for anyone who knows who I'm talking about, Chelsea Kane, the girl who played Ryan, Amy's like love interest, mm-hmm. they look. <laughs> Basically, Chelsea Kane was in this show called Baby Daddy, and sometimes in flashback scenes, they would make her look really kind of goofy because she was known to be 
different in her past. And I think that the girl who played Ryan looked like old Chelsea Kane in this show. So I just could not unsee it. And yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I kept seeing parallels with different actors while watching this movie. And I felt that, yes, the plot was good with the, like the comedy was funny, but I felt overall that it was kind of a movie that I feel like I've seen before. Yeah, for sure. Because of all the actors that are recognizable or look similar. I thought the girl who played Amy looked like Zoe Deutsch, if that's how you say her name. So I just, I thought everyone looked similar. So I, I don't know if, the, I, th- I don't think that's a good thing if the movie doesn't stand out to me as much. It, it's, it's fine, obviously, if it doesn't, like it's not yeah, that big of a deal, but. It's, it's pretty, know. it's pretty cookie cutter, like, you know, high school dorks trying to get to a movie, or movie, a party. Yeah, it just sucks because if I would have known that before I watched the movie, I might not have picked it for the podcast because there's not as much to dissect about it it's like it's like we can talk about oh this this was funny mm-hmm. moment from it which i do have like a couple that i was going to bring up but you know there's not much deep depth to the movie if, until the end if only there was some way out there to get a one and a half to two minute preview of of what a movie might bring to the table <laughs> I hate you. I just Abby recommended it, so I just trusted it. Yeah, I mean it's not a ba- it's not bad. It's just not in its in its category. It's there's others that I would watch before. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. Um, I do think the funniest moment. I brought this up to you beforehand, but the funniest moment had to be when they were in the Uber and they were. <laughs> watching porn on their phone and then he's like oh you want to plug in your music mm-hmm. they're like oh god no 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 and then he does and you hear whatever sound and then he <laughs> turns back around is that cardi b jason sudeikis was perfect for that role um that was really funny and uh the part at the end when they figure out that the guy at the pizza delivery was, like place. strangling people <laughs> After he just lectured them, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, like, right next to the state line. I could just take you over there, and then you'd be gone forever. I could go do this. I could go do that. Like, and it's, like, he's probably done all of those things. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. And I actually missed that. Like, I saw she was looking at it, but I, I didn't recognize the guy. Mm-hmm. And then Abby was, like, you need to go back. And I went back, and she, I still was looking at it, like, huh? She goes, that's a, that's a pizza guy. And I was, like, oh, my God. That was that was a good twist in there that I haven't seen before, or like haven't seen very common in comedy. So I thought that was good. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm trying to think. There's there's something in my head that comes to mind, but I don't remember what it is. Also, the fact that they use their hair for yeah <laughs> disguise. For yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good. I think that's probably one of my favorite parts. Um. What else? There was another part. I think I laughed the most at the jokes that happened early on. Yeah. I mean, all the jokes with the with the bear, Amy's bear, yeah. at the end when she's getting ready to leave and her parents are like, oh, little uh-huh. bear, we're going to miss you. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I think... Uh, um... One thing from this, or something from this is... It has nothing to do specifically with this. Is I re- I think pretty much everything that I've s- every person in every person in this that I that you that I recognize that anyone would recognize I guess I've seen something else that they've been in that's been better. Yeah, oh, like pretty pretty much everybody. There's a TikTok sound that is Nicki Minaj from an Instagram live, and she goes, Ariana, what are you doing here? And it's it's a sound people will put on if they're, you know, watching a movie or a show and like another famous person pops up that you weren't expecting. That's kind of how I felt. Lisa Kudrow, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Or even uh I mean she's she's like I think she pops up in these kind of things more like that's kind of her thing at this point. Yeah. 
I see her do that she, in a lot of she's things, the, honestly. She's the, I think she's the principal at the school in, in Easy A, which is kind of like another kind of high school coming of age movie, sure. right? Sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, that they had the Malala code word where you had to listen to mm-hmm. your friend. I was watching that thinking, I'm going to institute that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's basically just, uh, it's just, uh, you know, safe word. I think a lot of people have a version of it. Yeah, but Molly, little bitch. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. She yeah. called it and then Amy listened and then Amy called it and Molly didn't listen. Molly oh. was kind of pissing me off, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think you said that. Did you just? I think you said that backwards, just now. You said Molly was pissing you off. That part's right, but I think you said Molly called it. And Amy didn't listen. Molly called it, and Amy did listen. Yep. And then Amy, Amy called, called it, it, and Molly, Molly didn't, didn't listen. listen. Yeah, yeah, sorry if I said that wrong. You might not have. I may have just. It's my okay. brain scrambled. Either way, I I feel like we should jump to talking about that fight really quick because. I liked the way this sheet. Oh my gosh, I cannot talk today. I liked the way this scene where Amy jumped into the pool was shot and then it kind of followed her getting out and finding Molly. I liked that shot. Good job, Olivia Wilde. But that, that, the, the acting in the scene where they're fighting with each other, I thought was really good. I thought that was probably their, their best work from it. Um, but yeah, Molly's just not listening, and I get it. She thinks that um, the Nick guy's into her, and Amy doesn't want to... Burst that bowl. Right. But then she won't get her to listen, and then Molly just goes in on her being like, you can't be alone, and mm-hmm. then turns out that, what was it, she deferred for a year because she was going to go to Botswana for a year instead of just the summer. Mm-hmm. And then it all just spirals out. So that makes me wonder, what was she going to do? How was she going to tell her? And I... She's probably working on it. Yeah, that was just... Yeah, that was crazy. I don't know how I would react to that. It would probably... Because it would kind of feel like betrayal, like they lied to you by not telling you the truth. Yeah, but at the same time, she's worried they're like, you're worried about what the other... They're worried about what the other person is going to say or think. Like, if she tells her, like, if she, is she going to be supportive or is she going to be a bitch about it? I feel like she would have been a bitch about it, which is why she didn't tell her. But then... I think that was the whole point of the argument. The people who are, are like that don't realize that they're like that. Yeah. Makes me really mad. Bummer. <laughs> yeah, it, that's kind of shit that pops up all the time, right? Yeah, that's. I guess it's kind of a classic movie conflict that they would add. Yeah, I mean... Not to, I mean, obviously they're different movies, but they're the same kind of thing. But, uh, and I'm sure I, I take this however you will. I'm sure you haven't seen it, but super bad, mm-hmm. similar kind of thing. It's the, the guys get invited to a party and they get asked, they ask, uh, the person that invites them, asks them to bring alcohol. Mm-hmm. So it's not them trying to figure out how to get to the party. It's them trying to figure out how to get alcohol to take to the party. Oh, cause That's, they're. Right, because they're not right because they're oh, in high school. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, but <laughs> the same kind of thing happens in that where the two like there's the two best friends and then there's the third guy. One of the best friends and the third guy are going to go to the same college. They got into the same college. Okay. And then the third guy like didn't, but he the guy in the middle doesn't tell. Are the one of the best friend the one that got into that same college is hasn't told. The best friend that he's going to be rooming with this other this other guy. Yeah, and so it's a, it's a similar kind of thing. Sure, pretty sure. much the same argument, just with female characters instead of male characters right. as the lead. Yeah, that has big names in it. I just looked that up. Uh, yeah, that one's that one's. I have not heard of that. A, you haven't heard of Superbad? I don't think so. That's big. That's like. That's I should like, watch it. Over this, yeah, it's like the it's like the. <laughs> It's, it's not the, no, by no means is the original like 
you know, high school coming of age comedy, but it's it's like one of the like classics at this yeah. point. Like you got Super Bad and then Anchorman and yeah, not that these are the same type of movie, but like comedies right. from that um, that like kind of time frame. Right, Super Bad, Anchorman. Throw in uh, Step Brothers a little later, I guess, but like Forty oh, Year Old Virgin. Yeah, I won't put any more of those comedies on the podcast. I'll just watch them on my free time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the. There was that there's that time of that time frame where like raunchy comedy was coming back again because in like the late nineties they had a bunch of stuff like that's like American Pie era. Mm-hmm. Then they then they overblew it, did way too like did too much and too much was too stupid, and then they kind of faded a little bit and then they came back and they were really good again mm-hmm. or uh, really good. It's a matter of perspective. They were good again. Yeah, and then they kind of faded and now. Like, they haven't been, like, there haven't been a whole lot of raunchy comedies, like, big, like, you know, widely advertised, you know, right. marketed raunchy comedies. But I think we're getting back into that. Yeah. It's starting to happen a little bit more. Yeah. Like. Goes with, through waves. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I thought there was, oh, the murder and mystery party was so weird because that whole time. I just was like, who are these people? What is happening? I didn't understand that at all. Mm-hmm. And what was the point of that? What do you mean, what was the point? It was just another party going on. Yeah. Just another party going on that they just mistakenly came across. And they were like, oh, we have spots open and we need you to fill them. <laughs> yeah, that. but the that led to the, wasn't it at the murder mystery party that led to that? really weird but cool scene where they thought they were barbies yeah because they had eaten the strawberries on the yacht and and uh gg gg had laced them and it was and they didn't hit kick they didn't kick in until then what i don't know some kind of psychedelic yeah but that i actually really liked that part i thought that was really funny yeah and interesting the way the barbies were moving was pretty good (laughs) and then when they walk out they're like (laughs) like walking all stiff so the implication was that when they were walking out, they were still in that yeah. Barbie mindset. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But okay. that's really all that was happening. Was right. They were right. Like <laughs> standing around. No, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, I think that's one. That's a. Whenever drugs are like, whenever they do dr- like the kids or people do drugs in movies like these, it's always that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, uh, but sometimes the trips looks. Stupid. Mm-hmm. I thought this made the trip look pretty funny. Right. It's just, if a yeah. drug could make you so, feel like you were a Barbie, I think the whole thing is that it, they weren't cool about it until they were cool about it. it was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Very timely with the Barbie movie coming out. Yeah. But by the time you guys hear this, Barbie will have come yeah. out like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> At least, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just another one of those. Goofy, goofy bits. Yeah. It was, is it, um, there's one scene that I don't really want to talk about, but I feel like I should talk about it. But it's the scene where, um, Amy is hooking up with that girl, Hope. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. She misplaces. She misplaces. Her fingers and that I just that that came so out of left field that that was really good. Like that was really funny. Well, they kind of they kind of like they kind of foreshadowed it when they were having the conversation before they left before they left her parents house because she was trying to explain. She was uh, Molly was trying was giving her a hard time being like, are you sure you know what you're doing? You're coming in from a different angle and. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But th- when we were watching that part in the movie and that, ha- and she said, I don't think that's the hole you think it is or something. I just said to Abby, I was like, and you recommended this for me to discuss with Colton. Who cares? <laughs> I know, but it just, that's, that was just so ridiculous and funny. Mm-hmm. But then she yacked on her. And so that, yeah. I thought that was going to be the end of that one, but she came right. back around at the end of the movie. Right. For for more, I guess. The yak didn't send her away. 
Yeah, I think it's one of those things. She was that character that, like, basically has been waiting around for somebody to tell her off, and she finally got told off. Like, when when Amy, basically, she's like, you're basically being a hard-ass just to be a hard-ass, and, like, it's yeah, it's not going to get you anywhere. Right. And that was, I think it's one of those things where she's, she wasn't used to being told off by anybody, yeah. so it was... Yeah. There is always that character. Yeah. That's so interesting. We love a good uh, movie trope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Classic is, character type. Right, right. There's, trope isn't always, isn't necessarily mm. negative and it right. can be for sure. Right. I think there's cases in every movie. There's, you kind of have to, you have to follow tropes to an extent because if you go too far out there or you like stray from the path too much. People don't like change as much as people like bitch about things being the same. Mm-hmm. People don't like change either. Yeah. Because if it doesn't fit the mold that they're used to or that they like are that they've enjoyed in the past and it doesn't, but it, and it doesn't like subvert to something more interesting or in this case, funny, then people just turn on it immediately. Like Taylor Swift said that in her documentary that I rewatched the other day, she said something to the effect of, they want artists and music, just like movies, to be new and exciting, but only in a way that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. Right. So be new and evolving and change, but stay the same. Stay the same. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's how she was saying how for an artist, it's like really complicated because you try to reinvent yourself to, mm-hmm. you know, stay relevant and popular and then as soon as you do people turn on you right and then it's like i miss the old miley cyrus or whatever it is (laughs) but it's taylor swift is one of the few artists that has like really gone through a bunch of different music genres and has succeeded in pretty much all of them i I think it would be fair to say for her though that the changes were pretty gradual well that's the thing is i think she really emphasized and, and she never that. she never did anything to catch people off guard i think she made didn't she make her intent most of the way through pretty like clear like this is going to be different this is going to be this this is maybe like what i'm thinking like something i'm thinking about and you you weren't you wouldn't have been cognizant of this happening because it was you were would have been too little but like the uh fallout boy and their like change over time like from their kind of first couple albums into like more like pop, like they were always kind of pop punk, mm-hmm. but then they like really shift. They really like started leaning heavily towards the pop side of things. Oh, okay. And uh, I think just it's one of those things where like the people who started list who liked them for their original stuff, it's not at all the same. Sure. And I think it was one of those things that just happened. Right. Like. There's some songs recently, not by them, but by other people that have come out that are like, what the heck is... Like, uh, one that comes to mind for me is 30 Seconds to Mars. Like, they used to be like... They used to be a rock band, and now Mm. it's very much not like a Hmm. rock band. Interesting. Yeah, sometimes artists can be really good at those seamless transitions, and other times it's like, what in the what? Yeah. I heard yesterday... um, Okay, I'm going to just admit this, even though it's embarrassing. I don't know much about the Beatles, okay? I know a few of their songs, but there's a lot of songs where I didn't even realize it was the Beatles, and I liked the song. Mm-hmm. Um, hey Jude, I've heard that song so many times, never knew that was the Beatles, so I'm, like, pretty Oof. bad. Yeah. But anyway, so I just learned, you know, I know John Lennon, but I just learned that Yoko Ono and John Lennon made music together. I didn't know that they did. I thought they just, I, I, Emma had explained to me that they were a couple and that they, it's like rumored that she kind of like is the reason that the Beatles yeah, kind she's of a pain in the ass. led to a downfall. And I don't know, I think they've, I'm assuming they've made a lot of albums, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, like more than one, but there's one album <laughs> and I don't know what it's called. I would have to look, um, that it's just, <laughs> it's just, like Yoko Ono making like weird noises, like, ee! yeah, 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 <laughs> in like the background. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I wish I could find the name of the album. I feel like it'll come up if I find it, but there's a lot. 
Is that just a type of music? She's, she's kind of psycho. Okay, yeah. She was not, she was, I think to call her a singer is not, like her Wikipedia page I think calls her a singer. I don't think I would call her a singer. I just, I can't, I can't believe that John Lennon let his name be attached to that it was, when it, he was also in one of the most iconic bands. Yeah, I don't think that's what was going through his head at all. I don't <laughs> think that was, I don't think, I don't know this and there's probably people who love the Beatles and the history of it all out there that know better, but I would have to guess that he wasn't about the whole like, you know, clearly he wasn't worried about the whole reputation thing. <laughs> yeah. That that was just really I think, funny yesterday when I first heard that. Have you uh, I'm assuming then you haven't seen the movie yesterday? Mm-mm. Is maybe, that about them? Maybe we'll put that on here. No. It's uh it's about this like struggling singer-songwriter who um gets into a uh, bicycle accident and wakes up and when he when he wakes up it's as if the Beatles never existed so he like oh. just at the this at the beginning of the movie so it's not a spoiler or anything and it's the whole it's the like the carrying plot of the whole thing but he recovers from the accident and then he's hanging out with his friends with his guitar and he starts playing a Beatles song and all of his friends look at him like, oh, my God, that's a, that's amazing. Oh. Like, did you write that? And he goes, what are you talking about? It's the Beatles. And they're like, the who? Like, the what? Whoa. So then he goes home and he starts Googling the Beatles and all that's coming up is stuff about bugs and stuff. <laughs> so then the whole thing is he starts to build a career on the Beatles songs. Oh, wait, I did hear about this movie now that I looked it up. Okay. That might be a good one to put on sometime. Yeah, I have not seen that. What that? Okay. Oh, and it's okay. It's based off the song. There, yeah, there, there's a song. Yeah, by them called Yesterday. Hmm, that's cool. That's an interesting plot. I'll give them props for coming up with that one. I like that. Hmm. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't think any critiques. So. Um, yeah, plenty, but nothing that matter. It's like, it's one of those things where it's, so I had already seen this, first of all, so that's the thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But, um, from the very, from the very beginning, this, this movie has always been, you like, to me, you see, you get what you, you see what you get, you get what you see, whatever. Like, it's. What you see is what you get. Yeah, there yeah. There go. But like, when the movie came, when the movie's coming out, the trailers, like, seeing the trailer, watching the movie, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I expected it to be. Sure. That's what one of this was? Yeah. 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 It, it feels, just a real quick sub-tangent about trailers, um, I feel like for a while, people we're a little mad sometimes if trailers were too vague and now trailers almost are too they detailed where they spell spoil out, yeah. the movie. And that recent trailer that came out with Zendaya's new movie, uh-huh. I, one of the top comments I saw got like a couple thousand I likes. I feel like I've seen the whole movie. Already. Yeah. yeah. That's, if you go to any, like 90% of trailers, that's going to be like the top comment. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of, it depends. Sometimes trailers can be so good. Yeah. And they really make you want to watch the movie, and the movie could still suck. I would say the most recent Dune trailer is was Gives a really good. Tra- no, it was a really good. Oh, trailer. oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. When they Opp- Oppenheimer's a great trailer too. I, you know what? And I haven't even seen the Oppenheimer trailer. I've seen the Barbie trailer a lot. That's good too. Yeah, I think I think that trailer. I think what's I think what you'll see when you see the movie is that the trailer is the first fifteen to twenty minutes right. of the movie. I like the, really what can make a trailer for me is I like the music. So if there's a good song, you'll sell me. You know what I mean? The Barbie trailer has that like, I don't know the name of the song, but the make your own kind of music or whatever it is. Like that one's pretty good. There was a movie a few years ago that came out. It was called Love, Simon. 
and it had the song Wild Heart by the Bleachers as the song. And it just, I it made me want to watch the movie. So I think sometimes, I think the thing that sucks, something that sucks is when a couple of, I'm, okay, this is a two part thing. So one thing is when you notice that trailers are using the same fucking songs, like a trailer comes out for an action comedy one year and the next, like, see, either six months to a year later the same song is being used in another action comedy trailer or like this thing where they're using like eighties rock songs in fucking everything or like, you know, it's, I get why. And I also, to tie this back to the first part of this conversation, the part of the tangent, um, I get why they want to spell shit out in trailers because it's their, attempt to get as many it's their attempt to get people to go to the theater to see a movie because so many people don't want to go if they don't know what they're getting yeah which it really they ruin it for it's frustrating it's frustrating it's frustrating like i understand that it going to movies is expensive It, it can also there's ways to do it that aren't expensive for sure but we've talked about that before um, at least to a certain degree, but it's one of those things where now, like, you don't the people who you had to you had to like basically twist their arm to get them to go to the movies to go. They're never going to go any. They're not going to go to the movies. They're going to go to a movie a year. It's going to be whatever huge movie. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to that. Otherwise, they're going to wait for it to come on the streamers. Yeah. Like so, I think stop. Like it's already it's already happening for sure. I don't. And I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it correlates or anything with anything that I just said. But um, a lot more trailers these days are a lot more interesting. And like I said, you notice that the the big parts in trailers are happening in the early parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. So they're not really giving anything away. I think no trailer has been as bad um, as. Uh, there's a Terminator movie that came out. Let me make sure I get the right one. Terminator Genesis. When that movie came out in 2015, there's a huge plot twist in that movie, mm-hmm. and they showed it in the trailer. Mm. Like, so with the Terminator movies, one of the main protagonists, I would argue the main, I would, eh, one of the main, like, characters um, there's, okay, so there's Terminator, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Terminator Salvation, Terminator Genesis, and then the newest one's Terminator Dark Fate. I haven't actually seen that. But the main, like, the biggest character spanning more of of the movies than others is John Connor. No, never mind. He's in, I'm a dum-dum. He's in all of them. I don't know about Dark Fate. I take back the Dark Fate thing. But up through Genesis, John Carter, John Carter. We're struggling today. Connor. Yep. Is. He's in the whole thing is AI takes over the world. They create these robots that go around hunting humans. Yada, yada, yada. But the whole thing is John Connor. Foreshadowing. (laughs) He's like the he's like the savior. He's the guy that like defeats defeats them in the Mm -hmm. future. So the whole first movie is about. A a Terminator getting sent back in time to kill his mom. Okay. So he, in the future, sends back a person to protect his mom, right? So John Connor is a huge, like like I said, a huge character throughout. And his character in Terminator Genesis, in the trailer, they show you that whatever John Connor is in in that movie is a Terminator. Like that he was, that he's... A okay. Terminator had killed him or captured sure. him and took on his form okay. and was working within the resistance. Mm. So, like, he, they, that's the plot twist of the movie. Yeah. And they just, they Gave give, it away. give it to you right away. Did people still go see that movie? I'm like, sure. it did well? I'm pretty sure it did not. So, oh, it didn't do well. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. It oh, okay, sh- so then they did have a punishment. Because I think some people think... Uh, it, okay, it, $155 million budget, 40, $440 million box office so by no means okay. a flop but man it was it was wild like i know i i know seeing that i didn't care 
Right. It's like, I would have gone to it and then I saw that. It's like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm not going to go see that. <laughs> but yeah, but now, yeah, now it's a lot better. I think uh, they, a lot of, a lot of, see the, the problem with trailers is the, the people who make the movie aren't putting the trailers together. It's right. like it's like the like the marketing people are doing it. Yeah, like the, I'm sure I'm it, sure there's some more oversight depending yeah. on the project. But sometimes I'll and maybe this is just happens with everyone's thought interpretation. But I feel like sometimes I'll watch a trailer and I'll I'll be pretty certain of oh okay this is what's going to happen and then it really doesn't make sense at all. Sometimes they'll cut up like two different scenes. But okay, they'll they'll intention, to... they'll intentionally mislead you with yeah. the way they cut parts of the trailer. Yeah, or it sounds they they've cut the audio together where it from two different scenes where it makes it sound as if it's one conversation, right? But they cut it, and then you watch it. Sometimes I'll watch a trailer a lot, and so I'll remember like the yep. lines that I'm looking for, and then I'll hear it in the show or movie, and, and I'm like, or not Wait, there at what? all. Yeah, yeah. and yep. then I'm like, where the fuck is that line? I think uh I don't know how it turned how it turned out but there were some people and I don't remember which Marvel movie it was for but there were these people that sued I don't know if they sued the production company or something but they sued whoever they sued over like the whole like false advertise misleading advertisement yeah. over I think it might have been over Infinity War because there's a scene in the trailer for Infinity War where it shows um, the Hulk running with all the group of people in the in the forest at towards which happened ends up happening towards the end of the movie. But the Hulk is only in the beginning of that movie, and then like he like it just becomes he's just Bruce Banner for the rest of the movie. Sure. So that part doesn't happen at all. It doesn't happen that way at all. Oh. And so like it was, I mean, it's something that they had been doing had started doing with the Marvel trailers was intentionally putting in bad stuff like stuff that wasn't real yeah i remember actually first hearing about that with spider-man no way home i was watching an interview and then it was an interview with jimmy kimmel and jimmy jimmy kimmel said you know marvel is known for digitally removing stuff from the trailer to not give stuff away and i was like huh and And that one there was the kick yes one of the monsters got punched in the face and then when you watch the movie, you see that it's one, one of the other, other Spider-Mans, Spider-Man. yeah, yeah. but they removed that. And that was really technically only the Brazil, like the Brazil version of the trailer. Isn't that crazy, though, that people catch that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not it's not that crazy, because if you think about it, you go on YouTube and how many trailer breakdown? No, All the yeah. hidden secrets in yeah, this yeah, and this, yeah. and people are go- literally going frame by frame looking yes. for stuff. But it's it's funny because you would think marketing teams would... Yeah, do yeah. that same thing on yep. their side. Everyone watch this frame by frame and see if we missed anything. But it's also, you know, sometimes if you I anything that of, you do, if you look at it too long, you don't realize the mistakes. I'm gonna guess it's it's a mixture of that and also uh, we just gotta get this out. Like here, here's the footage. Do what you can with it. Yeah, some guy or per, some person just. Click, 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 click. <laughs> Obviously, somebody had to remove it from the shot. Right. Which you think that person maybe would have said something. But at the same time, if they don't have time, maybe they brought it up to their person. They're like, hey, this is happening. Like, And then they were probably told, like, whatever, we got to get it out. So this right. is going to have to be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That person got yelled at after people pointed that out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should we move into favorite quotes? Sure. I got mine. Go for it. Um, okay, I'm just going to read it from this little website that says, Molly says, we haven't broken any rules. Amy says, okay, we've broken a, a lot of rules. One, we have fake IDs. Molly says, fake college IDs so we can get into their 24-hour library. Amy, name one person whose life was so much better because they broke a couple rules. Molly, Picasso. Amy, he broke art rules. Name a person who broke a real one. Molly, Rosa Parks. Amy, name another. Susan B. Anthony. God damn it. <laughs> isn't the Malala thing, isn't that, isn't she an act, isn't that an activist? Their um, code word? That sounds familiar, and I did, like, see on the Wikipedia page that you could click on the word Malala. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I think she is. She's a Pakistani. 
Palestinian, Pakistanian, I don't know how to say that. She's from Pakistan, female education activist and the 2014 Nobel Peace Prize winner. So yeah, yes, in short. So that was that was pretty good. Um, I liked that one. Um, and the the part I don't have the exact quote, but the part where oh oh, uh, they're going down to tell the parents, hey, we're gonna go have a sleepover, mm-hmm. and Amy says we're probably just gonna do a Korean face mask, and Lisa Kudrow's character says, I don't need to know all the words, mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking it meant something completely different. <laughs> So yeah. that was pretty good, too. I, I like the first part of that scene when the dad's, like, disappointed. He's like, I made the made all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And I gave it cute names. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like uh, the part uh, when she's getting arrested. And she calls Shotgun. She's like, Shotgun. Just kidding. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> and she's being put in the car. Uh, what do we think she did to get arrested, though? Well, I, I, I don't know. Probably just... Ran at the cops. Pro- yeah, and made him... If I had to guess, they probably had to chase her around. Yeah. And just basically... She had that courage coming of age moment. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like the fuck it moment. Yeah. Like the... Okay. So that was yours? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, Who are you killing off? Billy G- Lord's character. Gigi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny, but it wasn't, I don't know. I'm killing off whoever hosted the murder mystery party. Yeah, those guys were kind of, the one guy was really annoying. Yeah. Or the, or like the. Not, even, not the guy, not the guy like overperforming the, the like host, the guy with the glasses. Yeah. He was annoying. I didn't like that character. Yeah. The, also the girl in the beginning who made that comment about how we don't only care about school. She came around at the end to give Molly a ride, but really wasn't that important. She could also get executed. I think, yeah, I think the whole thing with her is like, you think I'm this like bitchy, like duncy, ditzy party. But we kind of I'm... already had that in other people, I felt like. Well, I, right. But I think the whole thing was them doing it with every every character that she had a preconceived notion about. Sure. Where they had to like, that was her moment. Like, hey, that was her, that was... Basically, the last person that Molly needed to be, like, have the realization yeah, about, basically. I get what you're saying. Yeah. T. Should we spin a wheel? Uh, yeah. Okay, so as a recap on the board, Colton has Leon the Professional twice, Good Time twice, uh, the Fablemans twice. Yep. And then I have Shrek 2, The Wolf of Wall Street twice, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Brave. Is that it? Yep. Yep. So now I'm putting one on? Yep. Okay. So let me just see which one I want to put on. I didn't think about this in advance because I just have my running list of movies that I'll look at and just see. Um, okay. So I'm thinking. Have you seen everything everywhere all at once? Mm-hmm. I really want to see that one. So do you want to spin or do you want me to? Uh, it's up to you. you. Why don't you spin? Why okay. don't you spin? Okay, Here we go. The Wolf of Wall Street. So Colton gets to pick that next week. Yep. Because now we've spun my third movie. Well, we picked you picked a movie, and then we spun two movies, right? Which is going to be the format. So if 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 one of our if one of our movies gets spun two weeks in a row, the next week the other person will pick. Yeah, but the pick doesn't doesn't yes. doesn't count towards I get what you're account. Saying. So, but the Wolf of Wall Street was on here twice. So nice. So you'll have two spots. Two to fill. spots to fill. Are you excited about this one? Yeah, sure. Okay. No, no, I no, I've I've <laughs> I've watched it pretty recently, probably within the last month. Okay. And I rewatch it every once in a while. 
I'm hoping it's on a streaming service because I'm not going to lie, I was a little pissed that Booksmart wasn't. Yeah, me too. Because it was on something, I think, when, <laughs> not we, that long when ago. we. Yeah, when we initially put it on a wheel. But that's, you know, that's the way it be. That's the way it is. Um, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Right. So. Um, <laughs> I, I can do it. Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to do our social media shout outs. So you can email us, twistturnsoneliners at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. We love Instagram. Follow us on there at Twist Turns and One Liners, all one word. That's our favorite form of communication. We post the wheel videos for people to see and the pics every week. Um, uh, Twitter, you can follow us at TTOL Pod. And then you can also follow us on YouTube because that's new. Colton put the audio on there. And that's at Twist Turns and One Liners. Subscribe. <laughs> But yeah, and then you're listening to us on Spotify probably or Apple Podcasts. Or Google Podcasts. And you or... can rate. Yeah. I saw there's like a thing well, below the... where you can give like a comment now. Yeah, yeah how you like feel. There's like a review section on Spotify now. Yeah, which I really like that. So I'd be curious what. I figure that's an, the easiest way for people to respond because yep. you're already listening to it. Yep. So I think too, uh, honestly, uh, rating us on any of your whatever podcast platform you're on yeah. would be beneficial for us, not only for feedback, yeah, but I think also it it, it uh, improves visibility. Yeah, it does. So so rate us, please. Um, but other than that, we'll see you next week for The Wolf of Wall Street with Margot Robbie mm-hmm. and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. <laughs>